getting ticked. The nickel and diming is getting too much. And if, every time they do something, every time they increase a price or say that they're decreasing a price, actually at the bottom line for most sellers, they're losing. And the Hey everybody, it's Norm Ferrara, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing Black the Black Friday recap, and what's it looking like to go into 2024, and a couple other things. We're going to talk about how to stand apart from your competitors, getting into the new season, or for the new year. Uh, what strategies Kevin, our guest today, is going to implement in either Q5 or going into the new year, and what's new and exciting in the world of Kevin's kingdom. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right, like I said, we're going to be talking about a couple different topics today. It's going to go probably all over the map into a bunch of different rabbit holes. Uh, but we have our guest today, um, probably the most Probably the, yeah, you probably come back the most, uh, Kevin. I know you're probably nodding in the background. I can't see you right now. But um, he's been involved in the internet since the beginning days, kind of like me. We're both fossils when it comes to this. So about 1995, uh, he sells millions of dollars of products on Amazon. And he also mentors a ton of people. Collectively, they do over half a billion dollars a year in Amazon through the Freedom Ticket and Helium 10 Masterminds. He also organizes one of, and y'all came, my favorite, uh, BDSS, uh, the event that I recommend. If you can't get to a live event, check out his virtual event, but that's the Billion Dollar Seller Summit and his new Billion Dollar uh, Newsletter, which we'll be talking about uh, just in a second. But uh, anyways, if you haven't guessed, it's Kevin King, and he's back for like the thousandth time. So let's talk with a sponsor or let's get over to a sponsor and we'll come right back. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. And where is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. King? What's up? I have not seen you in ages. Uh, I know. It's been a long, long time. I, I, I know. Time. I, we have to always meet on these lunch with norms. <laughs> we should do one, actually, uh, sitting out on the balcony having a, a, a cigar. That's what we should be doing. Uh, that would do. We might not need the heater during the day. Oh my God. Yeah. So by the way, we've got these two heaters. Kevin's got one on him. I've got one on me when we're, uh, when we're out there doing it. So we, we do it in comfort. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's the only way to do it. Oh man. So lots going on. Matter of fact, I want to talk about, um, I noticed that in my, my group, like the, our WhatsApp blew up <laughs> yesterday about this. We were talking about this briefly because I hadn't heard about it until you mentioned it about the fees. And then I opened up the, the WhatsApp group and it was, it was crazy. So what are, what's happening? Well, what's going on and why do you think Amazon's doing this? I think they're getting more sophisticated and they're actually 
realizing that, you know, we need to be getting people to shape up and get in line. Uh, and so there, there's a series of fee changes that they announced. Some, I think are February, some are April, some are, I can't remember all the specifics, May or June or something. Uh, and they're kind of giving you a heads up of this, this is what we're going to be doing. And they're just trying to get the, the ship t- uh, tighter. You know, Amazon used to be, I don't know exactly how many warehouses they have now, but it was, two, I know at one point it was 200 plus. And I have no idea what the number is now. They, they built a lot during COVID and then they pulled back. Like they built uh, a, a brand new one here in Austin that they bought land to build another one that was going to be like some like 6 million square feet or some crazy freaking, freaking number, that, but they've held off on it. Uh, they, they pulled back uh, when the COVID bump kind of leveled off and kind of dropped back. They're like, okay, maybe we're overbuilding. And so they, they're going to turn that land into a data center now. They bought this expensive piece of land. So I just saw the other day that they're going to turn it into a data center. But And Amazon is right now, they overbought and overbuilt uh, some of the warehouses. So they have some empty buildings. So they're subleasing these out now. Uh, there's a story about that in my newsletter, uh, I think, uh, Monday of this week. And mm-hmm. so they're starting to sub <clears throat> sublease some of those out. And so they're just trying to get their ducks in a row. And um, that's why they're implementing some of these changes. And some of it's you know, like one of them is if you don't have uh, if you're low stock, if you don't have four weeks worth of inventory, um, they're going to charge charge you a penalty, basically, uh, if you're not keeping four weeks worth of inventory. And I think one of the reasons for that is it costs them extra money. If you're not keeping enough inventory, they can't distribute it across their network. So in the old days, when they had 200 plus warehouses, you would usually send to what's called a cross dock. A cross dock is it, they don't store anything. It might be you know some, some warehouse in Dallas, and all that dock does is stuff comes in and they split it up and then they send it back out. It's basically like a an airplane hub, you know, like flying into Atlanta on Delta Airlines and and, and they, they do a hub. So that 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 could be. Hold, hold on, Kevin. Special yeah. announcement here. Kelsey, get online. What are you doing? Tell your friends. Hey. 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 <laughs> Lauren's here. I'm coming to crash this morning. She's crashing the party. <laughs> there we go. There Can you, you go. The <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's noon. It's lunch with Lauren. How are you? I haven't seen you this morning. Oh, my God. It's been good. Today's it was good yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a time. Are you submitting your 10-minute tactic? I did. Okay, good. He needs to win $1,000 so he can buy pink sparkly shoes. shoes oh, that's me. right. You should see the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing them today? No, no, no. no. <laughs> but I'm wearing snake pants. So Just <laughs> as good as the pink sparkly shoes, by the way. <laughs> so sorry for crashing. I just wanted to say hi. Hi. Anytime. Good to see you, Lauren. Oh. Okay. We'll see okay. you later. See you okay. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, so uh, so, so Amazon you're saying fees. You have Lauren, or we can talk about boring fees. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the way it works is Amazon would have 200 plus warehouses, and you'd send it into a cross dock. They would figure out, you know, in the first they're just kind of guessing when you have a new product, but after a while they know that okay, we need to send six of these to Miami, seven of these to Charlotte, thirteen of them to Houston, twelve to. Uh, uh, Oakland, California, and so on, they would split them all up and send them out and disperse them so that they're closer to the customer. Uh, and then they they changed the model uh, within the last year or two. They went to uh, a more regionalized system. So it's like eight regions now. And so instead of doing this cross thing, and what would happen back then is if someone in Miami, they sent six units to Miami and all six sold out, 
they would have some extras in Oakland. They would have to fly that thing on, on prime air or whatever over to Oakland to get it delivered. And it was costing them money. And so they went to a system where they, they had eight warehouses, eight major distribution hubs, basically, almost like, you know, like American Airlines has Miami, Dallas, JFK and L.A. or like four yeah. major hubs in Chicago. Uh, they they kind of went to that same system. So everything comes in there and it serves that regional area. And that's what they've moved to. And that's why you're seeing some of the when you split things up, they're splitting it into kind of that geographical thing now uh, where it gets it closer. And so they 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 want to penalize us if you don't have four months of four weeks of inventory, because that means they got to move more stuff around and cost them more money. Uh, because when something runs out in one place, they don't have time to do it cost effectively. They got to rush it or throw it on an, air, on an airplane. And so they're 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 making us pay for that. They're like, hey, you you guys got to help us out uh, and and get your shit together and uh, get get stuff in here and quit quit being lollygagging around because it's costing us time and money and, and labor. So that's that's one of the reasons for that change and for several of the others as well. Overall, I think it looks like what Amazon is saying. I don't know if this is true, but they're saying it could go down depending on what you're selling. Some people are going to see a fifteen percent reduction, even though some of the fees are going up. They're lowering some other ones. They may say if you do this right, you may actually see a, a slight reduction in your FBA cost. I don't know that that's true. That may be the best case scenario, uh, and most people probably aren't going to see that. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, there's a lot of new fees uh, coming out, and I, I, don't, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, a couple of months ago in my newsletter, there's a some there's a group that did a study, and they went back and looked at all the P&Ls for like the last four or five years on Amazon. And Amazon breaks out what they spend on fulfillment and shipping and everything. And they did the math and it, whatever the amount Amazon f spent on shipping and fulfillment fees, which is uh, across their entire fulfillment system, not just 1P, but 3P. The 3P sellers, based on the, the P&L, the money they charged us paid for not only everything that we shipped, but everything Amazon shipped as a 1P too. Uh, and so it's a profit center for them. Uh, and they're, yeah. they're making money off of it. And that's one of the things that the FTC, you know, is going after. But if you still look at it, if you said, okay, to hell with Amazon, I'm just going to ship this stuff myself, UPS or DHL or FedEx today or, or even next day, you still be paying a heck of a lot more money than what we're paying to Amazon to fulfill it. So at the end of the yeah. day, you still can't beat it. And yeah, Amazon you know, actually is the biggest, it just came out, they're the biggest shipper in the United States. They have surpassed UPS and FedEx and total volume of, of deliveries now. Uh, so they are number one in the United States. So um, that that's pretty quick. That, that was about a five year period that they, five, six year period that they've gone from not delivering anything themselves and depending on the post office and UPS primarily to weaning them off of that and now delivering everything themselves and, and become so big that they're delivering more on a daily basis than even UPS is shipping across their entire and FedEx combined are shipping across their entire network. I just feel, Kevin, that, okay, they've, they've got to cover this off, but we're paying for that already. And there's going to be a time, like the the talks that we were in our group yesterday, and I, I'm not sure, I started to look at it in the, B, um, the BDSS group as well, but people are getting ticked. The nickel and diming is getting too much. And if... Every time they do something, every time they increase a price or say that they're decreasing a price, actually at the bottom line for most sellers, they're losing. And these, it, it, the tone of the messaging 
is getting more and more like I'm had it with Amazon. I'm moving off of Amazon. My message last night to our group Mm -hmm. was look, regardless of where you go, whatever, what platform, Amazon is still the dominant one to be on. Even with the negative, you just got to make sure your profitability is there, that you know your numbers, and that you can be sustainable. But you can still grow and be very successful on Amazon, but it's they're nickel and diming everything right now. Well, that's part of the FTC is they're saying they're a monopoly and, and they're doing it because they can. Right. And so that, that's like you, like you said, if you're fed up, you say, well, F you, Amazon, I'll just go do it myself. Well, good luck. Uh, it's a whole different business model. Uh, some people are successful at it, but it's much more difficult. You got to drive all the traffic yourself. You got to do all the fulfillment yourself. You're paying more in most cases for the fulfillment. I mean, if you're selling jewelry or something that you can put in an envelope for a buck, you might be saving money. But you're <clears throat> spending more in, in most cases. And Amazon is the shopping cart of choice for a lot of people. It's where they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're not there, good luck to you. Um, and so you have almost no choice. Uh in, the, in, in it and that's power what the FTC is saying how how can we fix this and then when you couple Amazon on top of that saying that you're not allowed we're going to take the buy box away from you and penalize you as a seller on our platform where everybody is if you sell it cheaper somewhere else that that's that's wrong I think that's going to actually change I think Amazon they've already dialed that back a little bit saying some some uh, websites like Timu don't count in that uh, but I think you're going to see them completely come off of that buy box suppression thing. They're going to have to. Uh, they're not going to have a yeah. choice um, or the government's going to go after them. And But Amazon always, they know they're big. They know they have clout. They know they have power. Just look at what they did with sales tax. They they got away with that for 15 years and where we had to worry about sales tax and the California was coming after everybody. Um, they knew all, the entire time what, what they were doing. They're like, we're too big to, to F with. Uh, we'll wait till the last moment till we have to make the change. And that's what's going to happen on, on the shipping and on everything else is the frustration. They're not going to make any changes uh, until they're forced. Uh, and they see a mass exit and they're not worried about it. If, if you got in your WhatsApp group, if there's uh, 500 people in there and 100 of them uh, say to heck with Amazon, I'm going to go sell on Walmart or Shopify or somewhere else. Amazon's like, good luck. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Because uh, there's a hundred more guys yeah. waiting in line right behind you. Uh, we don't care. Uh, so it, it, that's that's part of it. Well, w- one of the things that I'm looking at now is that uh, there's a comment here from Simon, and he talks about what goes up must come down. I remember years ago talking with uh, my dad. We were out having a cigar. We are talking about Walmart and how we can't see anybody beating Walmart because they were just putting up super center after super center and their goal was to have a Walmart at that time it was for every 16 miles so how can anybody compete with that Walmart dominated and then all of a sudden this little online company working out of a garage starts you know Amazon It wasn't even called Amazon back in the day but you know it grew and now we're saying like if I'm sitting down having a cigar or whatever with you I'm saying the exact same thing but now we're seeing ripples. This is a little thing called TikTok Shop, or there's Walmart Marketplace, which is growing, but TikTok Shop, who knows where that's going to go? Who knows what's the next thing in line that's going to take on Amazon? Right now, it looks like it's a beast, that nobody's going to come close to it. But I'd really like to know what that next 
the, the, the thing that Amazon be- has in their favor that's going to make mm-hmm. the, the moat they have is their distribution network. The only TikTok is the search engine of choice for the younger generation. They go there instead of Google to type in, look for their news or to look for if they want to know how to make pumpkin pie. They're not going to Google and typing that in or YouTube. Some do, but the vast majority now are going to TikTok and typing that in. Uh, so they're going to start shifting some more of their buying there. But the problem is the world has become, I see this in my 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 calendar business. I you know I sell on Amazon. I sell uh, through calendars.com and other places. And I also sell direct. And I still charge shipping and handling. Uh, so if you order a calendar on Amazon of mine, it's $19.95. If you're a Prime member, it's free delivery. If you order from me directly on my website or through the mail with a check or money order, it's $19.95 plus $9.95 shipping and handling. If you order two calendars, it's $12.95 shipping and handling. And there's still some people that are willing to pay that and wait. These are the old school guys that are probably in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that are still ordering from me that they're just, that's just the way they, they like it and they do it. But I get a lot of people all the time like, are you are you out of your mind? You're going to charge me $9.95 for shipping uh, and it's going to take a uh, seven to 10 days to get here by, by us mail um they're they're accustomed to getting it instant gratification today or tomorrow uh, and that's going to be a shift and then tell TikTok, you know they're partnering with people that have these fulfillment networks but no nobody can is even close to what walmart uh, to what amazon fulfillment can do walmart is the next closest but walmart's is geared towards uh, distribution to stores, not to not to consumers. Not it's called last mile. So Amazon is nobody can beat them on last mile. Um, Walmart has a chance, but Walmart's now making they're taking areas of their store where there's a McDonald's and a, a yeah. nail salon, and they're turning those into like little little mini fulfillment centers, almost like little hubs for local drivers and and stuff, or you can pick things up. Um, they have a chance, but TikTok does not have a chance on fulfillment by TikTok. For a while, I mean, they they they're saying they're going to start spending money, and now that uh, the case in uh, was it Mon- Wyoming or Montana, where it was that just got repealed, so where they that that state blocked TikTok and banned them starting January first. That, that there's an injunction now that uh, just got signed off, and so that's that's not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. They were kind of waiting to see someone had the political stuff, but they'll start building. I think TikTok will start either buy somebody and boiled out, or they'll start building a network. Uh, similar to what Amazon has, but they're they're way behind. It's going to take a long time to catch up. Well, look at Shopify. They're they're trying to do something that like yeah, but Shopify bought Deliver and then the, that was a, they got rid of it. Uh, right. They bought it and then then like holy cow, they lost a bunch of money with, with this is not our we're not good at this, uh, and then they spun it back off. Um, so that Shopify, you know, they have that marketplace now where you can go in there, and you can search across multiple stores and stuff, and you know they're trying to become a platform. Um, uh, but you know they're Canadian, so what luck? What chance do they have? Well, I'm you know, just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> one thing is, if, if they do fail, they'll say sorry, <laughs> and they'll, they'll probably no, give no, away no, some say, Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I mean, Amazon just like you said, everything goes up, goes down, uh, and I think you know Amazon may hit some roadblocks or some stumps in the road, um, but. I just don't see in the next 10 to 15, 20 years, them taking a big hit um, unless the government does something. And, and you know, Timu, Shine, Shine's about to do an IPO for $90 billion. Um, 
here in the U.S. Um, Timu's got all this low price stuff. You know, they're, they're digging at some of the little commodity type of stuff off of Amazon. Amazon may, you know, some certain product categories on Amazon may suffer, um, but the vast majority aren't. I don't think Amazon has any chance of going the way of eBay. eBay was a dominant player 20 years ago, and now they're they're a speck on a, a donkey's ass. Um, so it, it's I don't think Amazon ha is going to go that direction. Uh, I think they'll have some hiccups. There's some certain product categories, you know, two dollar makeup brushes or something are going to become more even more saturated, more difficult because of Timu and some traffic yeah. will be siphoned off that way. But I, I just don't see because because of that distribution network. And I think Jeff knew that. That's why he spent what was it the first 15 or 20 years of Amazon. They never showed a profit. And, you know, people I remember he's on the Letterman show or Jay Leno or something uh, 15 years ago. I'm like, so you've been in business 10 years and. You've never shown a profit. How, how does this work? How, how's that even a business? Uh, and he knew I got to build this, build this, build this, and then we'll be almost indestructible. But even the Roman Empire fell and they were indestructible at one time. So at some point, Amazon, something's going to happen. It'll crash and burn. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. See, this is this is why I think uh, Jeff built the uh, Blue Genesis. Because there's going to be so many upset Amazon sellers. It'll be like the witch hunt with pitchforks. And he'll have to escape quickly. And, you know, it's, it's just like Austin Powers, you know. <laughs> he'll be out there on Mars, you know, just doing his own little community. But Amazon but, messes up some stuff. I mean, look at drone delivery. Ten years yeah. ago, Amazon announced uh, 2014. They announced we're going to be doing drone deliveries coming soon. And to this day... There is no drone delivery. They're testing it in College Station, Texas, and one other place. There's virtually nothing being delivered. They had one of those drones at the conference, uh, Amazon Accelerate conference in uh, in Seattle back in uh, when was that thing in September? I think it was. Um, and it's pretty cool looking. It's a big old thing though. It's not like one of these little drones that you fly around your house, uh, yeah. you know, in the in the field behind your house. It's a big old thing. Um, looks like something that would deliver a bomb, um, but it that still hasn't taken off. Uh, so there's, there's, and you know, they've had other failures. No they, the, <laughs> they, they've had, they've had other, other, other failures along the way too, you know, with their phone and some other stuff. So they, they, they miss on a lot of stuff, but they're entrenched sure. in so, so many verticals uh, from distribution to AWS to Amazon, um, you know, products to video content to, you know, then there's areas like Inspire uh, and some of their little social media. They they can't hold a candle to TikTok. Uh, it's not their core competency. Their core competency is on the product side is distribution and fulfillment. You, they're unbeatable. Yeah. To the consumer. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate what's happening. And by the way, if you're listening, uh, we've already got a few questions in. If you have questions, make sure you get them in early uh, so we can get them answered. A lot of the times when uh, Kevin's on. Uh, you know, we'll get uh, seven, ten extra questions that we just can't get to. So get them in early, and uh, we'll get to them uh, probably in about 15 minutes. Uh, Kevin, I want to also talk about, uh, you've been going on about this for a long time now, and this is your newsletters. And when you first started talking to me about newsletters, I think you remember my reaction, like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> You, you go do that thing. Um, but now uh, I've seen what you've been doing and how you've been building and the importance of it. And I've also seen 
other companies and what's happened. Like if you take a look at some of these companies that have just sold for huge dollars over a very short period of time, it's like, oh man, you've got a gold mine on your, like you've got a gold concept. You're diamond in the rough with the newsletters right now. And those newsletters, unfortunately, I think we agree uh, about the saturation. We're going to have a whole bunch of gurus that are going to come on very quickly. And we're going to see this crazy newsletter. Like it's going to be a gold rush again. And I want you to explain about this. Why is what you're doing with your newsletters different than like, those million that will be coming onto the market? Yeah, so the newsletter industry has been around for a long time. You know, I used to have one. 25 years ago, it went out to 250,000 people a day, seven days a week. And this is before the technology and this is before can spam. This is before Google had a junk folder and a spam folder and a VIP inbox and a promotional box and all that. So it was much, much, much easier back then. Um, but now about because of the success of Milk Road uh, that sold for like uh, 27 million because of uh, success of several others that sold one one that sold for like seventy five million, another one sold for five hundred million. Um, they've it's kind of had this outside of the Amazon world and the internet marketing world. Newsletters are a hot thing right now, and most people that uh, approach even the New York Times, you know, that they may they have something like three million newsletter subscribers, and they're charging three nine nine to fifteen nine nine a month for that. And that, that's a cash cow. They're making more money off of that than they are off of ads or the newspaper or anything else, banners or whatever. That's where their, their, their cash is. And the, the thing with newsletters is it allows you to, to hyper-target. Uh, and so you can do that on a blog. You can do that a little bit on social media, but nothing can do it as well as a newsletter because you control it. And, and <clears throat> that's where uh, – and most of the people that are in this newsletter industry come from the journalism side. They're journalist people. And all they know is they know how to sell ads and maybe put a few affiliate links, but they don't know how to do it, tie it to products. So the opportunity right now, the huge opportunity is product sellers. We know our product side. If you can figure out a little, just a, a 30 or 40% get, that get there on the newsletter, on a, a newsletter side, you can crush it by marrying these two things together. And most people, when you say newsletter, they just roll their eyes. Like, like you did when I first said it. Cause you're like, I already get, I get one from jungle scout. I get helium tens. I get lunch with norms. I get this one. I get that one. I can't keep up with them all. I open them. All it is is 10% off of this. And it's, here's the latest hire that we just did. Or here's a look at us in the press. Here's our latest three press releases. They're, they're just, they're, they're shit. They're garbage. I mean, you guys are doing a good job on yours. Kelsey's uh, picking up the pace quite a bit on it. You know, it started out a little, um, you know, like everybody else's, but you guys are, uh, Kelsey's doing a really good job bringing that up uh, and, and coming along. There's still some work to be done, but yep. uh, kudos to Kelsey for the hard work he's putting into that. Uh, but it's not easy. And so a lot, it's just like selling on Amazon. You have the gurus saying, this is easy stuff. Uh, just stick your name on something from Alibaba and go to the beach and watch the cash register ring. It, it, newsletter is the same. It, it's, a, it's work. But if you do it right, the marriage of building an audience and to products is magical. And people are like, well, Kevin, nobody reads email anymore. Everybody's on TikTok and, uh, and Instagram. Bullshit. Email is, is the thing that everybody has. Not everybody, think about this, of everybody that you know, some of your friends are on TikTok, some of them are on Facebook, some of them are on this or that social media, some of them are on Slack. Does everybody have an email address that you know? Everybody. There might be one oddball that lives in a cabin in Wyoming that doesn't. 
Uh, but everybody has email and people check their email. It's the one thing that permeates everything. It's like the driver's license of the internet or something. And so in people, if you deliver value to them, they will read it. It's just like when you get, you, you go to your mailbox uh, in the old days and you have, you open up the mailbox and there'd be 30 things in there. If you're, if you remember those days and you're sitting there over the trash can, sorting it out, like junk, 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 junk. Oh, wait, this is a bill. This one's important. Yeah, this is a letter yeah. from my, my a birthday card from my grandmother. It might be 20 bucks in there. Keep that one. <clears throat> you want to have those birthday cards from your grandmother that have 20 bucks in there. So that, and if you have that and you can deliver that by email because you can tailor it, it's a, it's a one-to-one relationship. Um, social media is not as one-to-one. -one. There's a lot of other noise on there. You see other people commenting. You see other people posting. A newsletter is a one-to-one -one relationship. It's talk radio uh, by email. It's one-to-one. -one. Uh, there's no other noise. And you control the medium. You control the delivery. You, on Facebook or social media, I can post. I don't know I don't know if this post is going to, on my LinkedIn post, I'm going to have 218 people see it or if I'm going to have 26,000 people see it. I have no way to know. There's ways to game the system. Hey, everybody go comment. Everybody go share. Go do this. Don't put a link in the body of it. You know, all these little rules. But you're just, you're just, it's just like trying to sell on Amazon. How do we game the system to rank on page one? With a newsletter, you control it. When it's sent, who's seeing it? You know who's seeing it. You know everybody who's seeing it because there's there's software that will show you who, who's clicking, what they're clicking, what they're interested in. Down, They don't have to tell you. that You're not taking a poll and saying, hey, do you guys want to know more about dachshunds or about beagles? Um, and take the poll and people are like, oh, I'd like to know more about dachshunds. But, but what people say and what people do are often two different things. It's like if you ask somebody, which price would you like to pay for your membership, $19.95 a month or $9.95 a month? Everybody's going to say $9.95 a month. Of course, it's cheaper. I'd rather pay less. But when it comes to it, if you put that up as a test and see what they'll pay, that pay the 19, a lot of those people that would pay $9.95 will pay $19.95 a month when it comes push comes to shove and they got to pull the credit card out of their wallet or hit their thumb with their Apple Pay or, or whatever. You and you know that data and you don't know that anywhere else. So you control the message, you control the distribution, you control the data. And if you do it right, you start building raving fans. So pe people, uh, uh, you know, when I first started my loser, a lot of people rolled their eyes like you did. And then I, it took me, it was a challenge to get people to start like looking at it and reading it. And now people are pissed if they don't get it. You know, there's some people that still are too busy and they're like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. And I call them on it. They're like, yeah, I get your newsletter. I was at a conference, you know, in Australia. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I said, oh, did you see last week's about this? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I was like, you don't get the newsletter. You don't read it. Uh, let me look. What's your email address? Oh, well, uh, I'm not. Uh, don't quit bullshitting me. You're not on the newsletter. And that's a lot of people. But once they get on there, I have people now that are pissed if it every Monday and Thursday, if they don't have it, if it's. Uh, I, I send it out like clockwork, so it's reliable. It's on your front porch at the same time every every week, so you know you can count on it. And people are like, I get emails. I'm looking forward to this. That's when you know you have something. It's like, well, I'm looking forward to what's what you're going to say or what's going to be in the next one. And as a product seller, as an Amazon seller, you can do this for your products, and it can be magical. It's is it easy? No, it takes time. It yet takes patience, just like trying to build a business on Amazon. But once you get the ball rolling and it snowballs, the power that you have to rank number one on anything you uh, launch, the power you have to whether that be on Amazon or Walmart or TikTok or whatever, the, the, the power of the branding that you're building with your customers, the power of how you can negotiate deals with suppliers and with other people just exponentially goes up. And even for service providers, um, but you got to do it right. And most people, either they can't write 
uh, or they don't know how to curate or they don't know how to put it together. And that, that's a challenge. And that's some of what, um, you know, I'm good at and going to be teaching. Uh, but that, that's that if you do it right, that that's what works. And so that's what makes the billion dollar sellers, because, you know, you're getting value. You know, it's that twenty dollar. It's when you're sitting over the trash can. It's the twenty dollar envelope from grandma with a happy birthday check in it. And it, because you're going to open that up and there's something there for me. Too many people put on a newsletter. And it's all about us. It's all about here's our newest feature on our website. Here's our newest. Uh, we just um, promoted Susie to a uh, vice president. Uh, I just got one today from uh, um, MedJet Assist. And it's like our our the subject line is our monthly newsletter is here exclamation point like who the fuck gives a shit i'm sorry about the cussing there but uh, it's uh sorry <laughs> if i offended anybody but it's like it's like some the some 23 year old was sitting there writing a thing and like i finally got it done oh my god the newsletter is here everybody jumped for joy it's done and everybody on the other side is like that's the stupidest subject line ever who cares and you look in the newsletter and it's here's a case study about someone they flew back from uh from africa that got sick and then it's like oh here's us in the news but you look at the stories they're all of their links to like pr news releases about how you should actually have insurance they're not anything of value it's not here's the seven deadly things to eat in in africa don't freaking eat this stuff uh if you're going to africa um it's it's no there's no value and so that's the problem is most of these newsletters there's no value or they they take something and they summarize it in one or two sentences and you have to click off to go read it. Well, what happens when someone clicks off to go read it? The, the, one is I don't want to read some big long story unless I'm deeply interested in it. I want a snippet of the, I want the USA Today. I want the snippet of the news so I'm informed. And if there's something that I'm seriously interested in that I want to go deep on, I will click on that. So you better in that newsletter, tell me something, I should learn something in that paragraph. So if you're telling me, here's a podcast, uh, you know, come, we interviewed a, uh, uh, Destiny with Sean on PPC tactics. Uh, go listen to podcast episode 2602. Uh, she talks about PPC and how you should rank for Black Friday. Uh, click here. That's ridiculous. Who's uh, most people are never going to click that, and there's no value. Uh, if you put Destiny was on the podcast 2602, and she said these are the three things that you need to make sure you do uh, for Black Friday. Make sure you have this checked. Make sure you have this checked. If you want to save 20 percent on your uh, on your A cost. Uh, make sure that, uh, you know, these three things are not activated on, on the settings. And if you want to learn more like this, go and click here. And that's if you write it like that, then if I'm just reading and skimming, I'm like, I just got some value. Even if I don't have time to go click that link and go deeper, I don't even care to. I'm like, oh, that was cool. And I felt I walk away from that feeling like I learned something or got some value. And that's where a lot of people mess up. And so that's where uh, <clears throat> they, ju they just do it wrong. Um, and so right. that's that's a. Uh, yeah, I can get I can go on my soapbox on this, but uh, it frustrates well, me. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to get back to it because one of the things, and we've got to go to a break in a second, but one of the things that uh, I was surprised at, uh, but I can see why, it's it really is a mastermind. When it comes down to it, it it is some information that's coming in, coming in, coming in. You can you can skim it, you can get it as you want. So there's tons of value there. And this is the surprising part. So you are very popular, very well known all over from Freedom Ticket to AMPM podcast to these events that you put on. But where you're getting the value and where you're getting more people inquiring about your services through the newsletter. 
Yeah, the newsletter that is the most. This surprised me. I've had over a, you know, I started the Billion Dollar Stars newsletter because I'm doing it for, for you know, Norm, you and I are doing some stuff and I'm doing it for some of our brands, you know, Dog Brand and uh, we're probably going to do one for cigars and some other stuff. Uh, and I was doing it there, but I was like, I need to, I need to learn the ropes first. And I already have a, a little bit of an audience on, on, in Amazon. So let me, let me do something I'm super passionate about. And let me just kind of learn what's the best software. What's what works, what doesn't, what should I be doing? Right. And that was the initial intent. And then let, let's branch off and, and, and we're working on, on several others now. Um, but that, the thing that surprised me is, you know, I've had 160,000 plus students go through the freedom tickets. A lot of people, I get recognized by Uber drivers in New York, just random or at the Walmart in Austin, somebody behind me comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder and says, are you, do you ever heard of Helium 10? You look familiar. You know, so I get a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I'll also do the podcast. Uh, and you know, the podcast is great. I love doing the podcast and I, I'm on virtual events and on things like yours, but the power that the newsletter has given me from a branding point of view and from, uh, I hate to say it from a, I guess a power point of view is surprising. You know, when the, I first came out with a newsletter, you know, there's some tricks in there that I do like the dream 100 that's to recognize people in this industry. I mean, you're in that, that are, are good, solid people because there's a lot of riffraff and, and, but, and it's also a marketing thing because if you're in the dream 100, you're, you know, you're probably going to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm happy. I'm in this is a little badge. You know, I can put on my shoulder and, you might post it on social media, so it can't create this snowball effect. You can do that in any industry. If you're selling dog products, you can do the top ten, the top dog trainers, and, and feature them, and watch them feature your newsletter, and you build all this traffic that you would never get on social media, you never get anywhere else. You can do all kinds of cool stuff like that. And when I first started it, people were like, you know, Tomer, I think was the first one. It's random, so I have a list of 90 people already pre-vetted. Unless someone messes up and they get kicked out and they post something they shouldn't post or something. Uh, and I got 10 spots open for people that I haven't met yet because there's people out there that I just don't run in their circle. Uh, I don't know them. So there's 10 spots open and I, we randomly pull them out. So there's no certain order. So Tomer just happened, Rabinovich, smart guy, happened to be the first one. When he got it, he was like, oh, thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it. Cool. The second person, I can't remember who the second one was right now. Um, they, they were kind of the same way. But by the third one and the fourth one, it started snowballing. And now I have people messaging me, how do I get into this? What do I got to do? Well, how do I how do I become part of the Dream 100? And it's becoming, and I'm doing some cool stuff around that that I'll be announcing soon. There's a really cool website coming up around that and some other cool stuff and some other benefits. And it's that's powerful right there. Uh, and it's going to get way more powerful when I announce some of the stuff I'm going to be doing next year at and then just the the people coming to me, how can I get featured in your newsletter? Uh, I want to I want to feature in your newsletter. People are coming to me, and a lot of people they're afraid to spend money on ads, so they're afraid to spend five hundred bucks on on an ad or, or whatever. And so I'm like, all right, you send me send me subscribers. You get ten or more subscribers through this uh, little link that tracks it. I'll feature in the community. I, I set up a community shout out section, so it's up to two people in each newsletter where I'll shout out. Here's the course they're doing, or here's the party they're doing, or here's their new book or whatever. But they send me traffic first. That's, and I know that, that that traffic, I don't know the exact number yet, but I know that every person on my list should be worth about 30 bucks because some of these people are going to buy to the Billion Dollar Seller Summit in, in, in May. Some of them are going to buy to the virtual event. I don't know the exact numbers yet. It'll be interesting to see the, the final, how that works, but I'm already seeing it now where it can move the needle. And then people become, you become, you almost become their friend and they feel like they know you because I personalize it. And so you, you, it feels more personal. And so that's, there's just, I, we don't have time here to go into all of it, but I'm going to be doing it on this, on this uh, 
web webinar tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to show you first. I'm going to show you for the first uh, 45 minutes or so why this you should be doing a newsletter and why it's not what you think it is and how to overcome some of the hurdles. And then the next uh, hour or so, I'm going to show you. You know, I'm known for hacks. Uh, I'm going to show you like 20 some odd newsletter hacks, like cool stuff, like how do you get content? How do you make sure the email is delivered? How do you do this? It's so it's not going to be a here's step one to ten. It's going to show you some of the cool stuff to get you thinking. And then if you decide that, hey, uh, this looks cool, I think I should do this, I'm going to, there'll be an offer for training with me. It's not a course. It's not take some sort of course, but there'll be an offer to join me for the next three months. Uh, every week, we will, I will go over more detail, way into detail, into the weeds and stuff. I will help you hold your hand, actually. You'll be able to send me your newsletter if you want to, and I'll critique it. And like, no, you should do this, or what about this? You're, you're this part, and I'll help you get that refined and answer questions and help you have the best chance of success to actually get this launched to crush it with with the business you're doing uh, and um that's that's what i'll be doing tomorrow so hopefully some of you can can come on you'll learn something you'll learn a lot it's gonna be about two hours there will be a replay it's free too it's free yeah it's free and there'll be a replay if you if you miss it uh, but this is not one of these webinars where it's structured you know it's not the perfect webinar it's not a Jason Flatland uh, webinar or, you know, something that some of the other guys in the space do where it's, they tell you some information and then they go into this big, long sales pitch and start stacking all these bonuses on top of it and do this, all this psychology. Uh, are you with me? And all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm going to provide value, tell you, Hey, if you like the value you're getting, come join me and I'll, and you, you decide you want to do this. Uh, I'll help you. I'll help you get there uh, and give you the best chance of success. But this is basically like, like that picture shows. If you have a newsletter, if all those people at the door on the left waiting for that's your brand with a newsletter, everybody else is going to be on the right. So if you do this right and you can, you can crush it. And I'm convinced yeah. of that. I've seen it in my own stuff and it's patience. It's not a quick fix and it takes a mindset shift for getting a mindset shift in some of your customers. Because when you say the word newsletter, you know, it's a turn off to a lot of people. Um, but if you can get them to start engaging and reading, you can do magic. Right. So, and I think this is so important. One of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up on the podcast is it's so important for a brand. So if you're a brand out there and you don't have a newsletter and if you check out uh, what Kevin's going to be doing tomorrow, it'll give you some insight, you know, why you should be there, why you should be this innovator. So many people are not going to be doing this. So check it out tomorrow. Um, I've got a, uh, I've got to uh, talk about a couple things. First of all, Kelsey, I never talked to you about the prize today. You know what we're giving away? Uh, I'm guessing a press, uh, a press release and a blog article? Uh, or, or a or... press release or a blog article, uh, or it could be a video from uh, from you as well. Good. We did do that yes, last time. so we, we could, but why don't we select one of those three? Okay, so you have your choice. So you can either win a press release, a blog article, or a product review, or be featured on my TikTok channel for deals and discounts. Uh, just write hashtag Wheel of Kelsey uh, in the comment sections to enter. And if you take two people, you get an extra entry. And yeah, I think that's it. There we go. Okay, and now why don't we just- I, I see someone, and... one comment here, Facebook user, uh, like 15 minutes ago, said, why are newsletters becoming increasingly popular nowadays? And what does role does AI play in the trend? AI right now plays a lot into that trend. 
A lot of people, yeah. it's being sold as easy. It's being sold as, oh, you don't need to know how to write. You don't need to know how to curate. AI can do it all for you. Just uh, don't worry about it. That's hogwash. That's bullshit. Um, AI is a great tool. AI will absolutely help you on doing a newsletter. But everybody that's good, that's falling for some of these things that are all about AI, let AI do the whole newsletter. You can do 50 newsletters by yourself in an hour a day with AI. Run. Uh, it ain't going to work. It, it might, you might be able to send some emails out. You might be able to set it up and you're like, you're all excited. But after a month or two, 99% are going to fail. Absolutely fail. They're all going to be similar. They're going to be hogwash. It'll be just like the other guy that just posted in here. I get a hundred newsletters a day and I hit delete on all of them. Um, hopefully not mine. Um, but uh, you get a hundred uh, a day and hit delete on all of them. That's, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be saturated as, as you know what. Uh, but there's ways to stand out and there's ways to do it right. Okay, you got to get to a sponsor. Kevin, oh, I got to cut you out. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. This and episode then we'll of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show. All right, we're back. That wasn't long, Kevin, so. Sorry about that. I get, get carried away. I get excited. I get excited. I'm like, I want to help people. I want to answer their questions. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we can continue talking about that because it's so important. And going back to Simon's question, by the way, or statement, saying that, yeah, he deletes everything. But here's the difference. If you go and you see uh, a, a product, a brand, uh, a niche, whatever it is, and you opt into that, and I've been doing it. So I've got uh, right now newsletters that I flag, I label, and I star, and they come into the uh, my, my inbox uh, on AI. So that's one area that I wanna learn more about. I learned so much about AI from really good newsletters. And, you know, it's just something I can look forward to. I skim through it. Same thing with, with what Kevin's doing. Um, and there's a bunch of different, you know, niches that I like. But AI and uh, like Kevin's newsletter is fantastic. But see, that's the difference. You might hit delete on all of them, but once you start getting content that's value, that can help you grow, or it could be some something that you like, you know, just a, a hobby or whatever it is, that's when these high quality value driven newsletters are going to come to light. And people, I think, will go like it's a 180, you know, uh, they'll go from hating it like SEO. SEO got, if you say SEO, if you say press releases, that's kind of taboo. And newsletters have fallen into that as well. I don't know how you're going to actually, that's a good question. Are you ever going to think about changing the the word newsletter to something else? Yeah, I've experimented with that, calling it magazine. You know, sometimes when people yeah. roll their eyes to me and they say, do you get the newsletter? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, no, no, it's more like a magazine. Uh, and, and that's what's happening. You're seeing Vogue and you're seeing a lot of these magazines actually shift to a newsletter format. Uh, and even some of the big uh, publications, you know, New York Post, Washington New York Times, Washington Post, and so on, um, they, it's a, it's a problem um, because the word newsletter has become, mm -hmm. it, 
it's become uh, commoditized and uh, people have a perception of, when you, of what it is that it's just, uh, here's a bunch of just self-promotional junk uh, of no value. And so that's, you don't see me, it, newsletter is in the, the name, Billion Dollar Sellers Newsletter, but you don't see it anywhere else really. Um, and you know, one of the things I always put just as a, like a little note to make sure it sticks out, like the guy that was deleting a, a hundred, is it always says BDSN, Billion Dollar Seller Newsletter, in brackets on every subject line I have. I use some interesting subject lines to help get opens. Um, mm, and not just be do. boring, not just be boring. <laughs> but that way, if you're like, uh, if you're about to hit that delete button uh, uh, on the subject line, then you see BDSN and you see it's from Kevin King. So those two consistent things are like, oh, wait, oops, oops, I don't want to delete that one. Uh, that looks pretty cool. Let me open that. So that there's little things like that, but open rates don't matter. Uh, open rates is not what you're after when you're doing a newsletter. I'll talk about that tomorrow. Open yeah. rates, open rates are meaningless. Um, I mean, they matter to a, tell you the, I guess the, um, a general overview of the list so that they're on a cursory level, but that's not the metric you need to be paying attention to at all. It's very interesting that you said that you change it to the word magazine. I, I'm at an event and one of the guys I was talking to yesterday is coming out with his personal brand magazine. And it's interesting that you said that. So I wonder if that's going to be the, the, yeah, the difference is a magazine word. has deeper articles and more long term. So it's not the right word. Yeah. I, I don't know, maybe bulletin or something. Uh, I don't know. That, that's something I should be thinking about is see if I can't come up with another name and start calling it that. But that's that's a good point. But if I said, hey, hey Norm, do you get my bulletin? Uh, you'd be, what, what, what would your reaction be? What would you like? What do you mean? What's a bulletin? What the hell, Ken? Like, what are you into now? <laughs> Send me a memo or a sticky. <laughs> it's, it's, a it's, a it's a tough thing uh, to come up with the right yeah. way to describe it. But once you get people into it and they know what you're going to be delivering and they get, um, then they start looking forward to it. That's, that's, that's the key, no matter what you call it, right. is you want, they, they're like, what's coming next? What value am I going to get today? And, and the thing is, if you give people, you know, especially in our space, if you give people, people like Kevin, when I first started this, after like the first three, people were like, you're going to run out of stuff to say. You're giving away so much stuff in each one of these. How are you going to keep this up? I was like, no problem. There's plenty of stuff. This is not an issue. Uh, I'm not worrying about that in the least. And and then like, well, you you have this uh, virtual summit. You know, it's like a thousand bucks in February to come to the virtual summit. And you have your BDSS, which is like five thousand bucks. How do, uh, you know, aren't you just giving away? what you give in there. I said, yes, some of what I'm giving away is what I would give in there. Uh, but what we're going to give in there, that ups the game for what's given in there. Now all the speakers that are coming on the virtual and like, well, I can't talk about this because Kevin's already covered. I got to up my game. So it raises the level and raises the bar for everything. And then if you're getting that much value out of a newsletter, you're like, holy cow, if this is what he's giving away for free, what the heck am I going to get if I pay? Right. And so that's, uh, and you can do the same thing with physical products and you can do the same thing with, with, or if you're listening to this and you own a SaaS company or, or you're teaching or something, there's so much you can do. Uh, if you own the distribution, you own the product and you own the distribution, you own it. Uh, just look, why did Jeff Bezos buy the Washington Post? He has distribution and he owns media. If you own, uh, why did um, Elon Musk buy Twitter uh, to get media? If you own the media and own the distribution, you own, you own the message. Uh, and well, that's what that's you're doing a, in the newsletter. That's um, uh, a Marshall McLuhan thing, right? So 
back in what the 60s marshall McLuhan came out with the medium is the message so yep. and that's so true yep but uh okay so i do have to run to another meeting in about four or five minutes so uh sorry. so let's do rapid fire okay and oh there's a message i sent over to you in private chat can you take a look at that and see if that's uh, possible uh okay all right uh first yeah, yeah, question I'll, I'll, do, I'll do the first uh yeah i can do the first month perfect yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just before we get onto these rapid fire questions, we just upped it. Kevin is going to provide some training uh, on the newsletter uh, after the like he's he's got he, it's it's a three ninety seven value and I'm, that's all I'm going to say is that this is great. I didn't expect this, but this is going to be part of the wheel of Kelsey today. It's awesome. Okay, so thank you, Kevin. Now let's rapid fire it. Okay, we got some uh, big questions. So from Manny, is there a way uh, or strategy to hide the number of sales? Uh, it attracts competitors. I used to put different variations uh, so the best seller got covered, but now Amazon has this new feature that uh, shows which variation has sold more than 50 plus, 100 plus, 300 plus. Thank you so much as always, Kevin and Norm. Yeah, there's no way that I know of to hide that. That's That's a... And I don't think there will be unless there's some sort of loophole somewhere uh, that yeah. someone discovers. But, um, you know, there's no way to hide that. And that, that's a, yeah, your competitors can see that. They can do the same thing, though, with uh, Helium 10 or Jungle Scout or something else. Um, but, yeah, yeah, um, no, there's no way. Okay, this one's from Cool Hand. Uh, I'm planning now for recovering from a stock out that will end up being 30 days long. Any tips of what I can or should be doing now and what to do when I go uh, back in stock. Man, th this is not good for you, um, especially this time of year. Um, I don't know how much what yeah. your sales volume is, but uh, you may be, this product may be dead. Um, I hope I hope that's not the case, uh, but you may, if you've been out of stock now and it's it's fourth quarter, so what's happened is your sales are, are everybody's sales are up. I don't know what category you're in, maybe you're up 10%, maybe you're up 500%. Um, but everybody's sales are up and there's going to be a lag on that. So when you come back in stock, that lag is going to still influence the, the ranking. So it's going to take you till, till it comes back down to in this, in Amazon system, because of the lag of the ranking and the sales per day and stuff that's factored into the ranking, uh, that portion of the ranking part. I mean, what you've done for me lately matters most the last week, the last day, but there is a trailing history and you're going to have some, some crap numbers and it's going to hurt you. And it's going to hurt you longer than normal because you ran out of stock right now. So you're, you probably will not get back up doing much until March, uh, February, March. Uh, and um, I will be, unless you just have no competition and you're in a, just a, some sort of super niche, but if you're in a c competitive niche, you're probably dead. Uh, yeah, it, getting back to your level uh, where you were, you, you, that's not to say you're throwing the towel and go run away and hide in the closet, uh, but it, it's, you getting back to the level where you were at beforehand is going to be difficult. If there's any kind of competition, um, uh, being asked what, what you can do is you can close the listing, at least, uh, do that. I, I believe that still helps somewhat, you know, it's not as effective as it was five years ago, but close the listing temporarily until you get back in stock. And then when you get back in stock, you're going to have to do some promotions. If you have a house list or, or a way to do some sort of promotion, lower your price to try to get some, get the momentum back. You'll start seeing sales again. You're not like totally dead, uh, but you're you're going to be dramatically hurt. So, Kev, this I 
uh, Luke, you asked this in the uh, group uh, last night as well, I think, or the day before. One of the things that I would be doing is if you've got the product ready, I would probably, depending on the size, and I know your product or products, um, I'd fly whatever it takes to get it into uh, into stock. I'd just fly it over whatever you can to get it in there faster just to stop this from yeah, hurting your listings. Yeah, if you can do that or if you can even even switch to uh, an FPM model and just put a release date of 30 days from now, you know, mm -hmm. it's still going to hurt. It's still going to hurt you and you're going to lose a lot of sales. But there will be some people, well, yeah, I really want uh, what, what you're selling. I'm willing to wait the 30 days. At least you'll have something coming in. And then when the, you get into stock, either you ship those yourself or have your 3PL do it or go stand in your garage or go stand in line at the post office and ship those 100 units uh, and just uh, um, gut it up. Or, you know, you sometimes what people can do is they'll they'll take those 100 they'll they'll fulfill it through Amazon. You know, just go in there manually type it in and uh, and fulfill it. But make sure that date is dead on because if you miss that date, that's going to hurt you. If you say 30 days and there's a delay in your shipment, it's really 42 days, your account's going to be could be in trouble yeah. under suspension. So you, you got to be careful with that and be very confident that you can do that. And th there's one other tip here. If you think that raising your price dramatically is going to help you out, it'll probably hurt you more than just letting it go out with a bang. So close your listing. but don't stop your sales from happening because that's going to affect your sales, uh, your trailing sales. So uh, this is something that uh, Kevin and I have talked about before on the podcast. And it's so important that you do that and you just don't raise it, double or triple it. And all of a sudden you got no sales happening. Uh, that's, that doesn't look good in your history. Yeah. If, okay, you, can raise, uh, if, you, if you can raise the price and maintain the same sales level, keep raising the price. Um, well, if it starts, starts really hurting you. Uh, you don't want to do that. People always say, I want to go out with a bang and then I'll come back in. That actually hurts you more than it helps you. Okay. So do you have time or should we go to the wheel? Actually, I need to, yeah, I need to run to another meeting. Okay. Uh, if you got to take off right now, we'll just do the wheel on our own. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do. I'm four minutes late. Okay. Right. I'll see you later, Kevin. Right. Appreciate thanks it, a lot for joining. Good, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kels, let's see what the questions are because I might be able to handle them. Just rapid fire. Okay. Uh, from Spencer, are you guys aware of any grants out there for Amazon sellers? I'm not aware of that. I do know that uh, they were having, uh, if you were uh, a minority, uh, that they were having, um, like if it was women or if you were part of a different minority group, they did have an incentivized. Um, I, I think there was a loan or a grant available, uh, and I think it was for 15 grand or something, and then they gave you credits against uh, PPC. I don't know if that still exists. That was going back probably a year and a half ago. Okay, um, from Fazul, uh, how to prevent uh, the loss of the Amazon buy box? Uh, well, we talked about uh, if your price is too high, uh, sometimes Amazon will block that buy box. Uh, the other thing is if you're having a sale and you didn't specify in your, um, in your inventory the min-max price, so if you just have a list price or the MSRP and a list price and that's what's showing, 
and all of a sudden you've, you've tried to put it on sale for 30% less and you've tried to raise it up 20%, sometimes Amazon will block that because you're raising it too quickly. So to prevent that, you go into your, um, your, your uh, inventory or your catalog, go into the inventory, um, select the columns because it's not default, but you have to go in, select additional columns, min, max, and then you can put the lowest that it will go, the highest you'll allow it to go. And then if you have to dramatically increase or decrease, you'll keep the buy box. Or you should keep the buy box. Okay, uh, great. So the next one is from DripFit. Uh, what is the effect of one out of four of my variations go out of stock? Is it the same if it was one product without any variations? No. So don't worry about that. If you do, you got to get it back in stock uh, for sure. But um, yeah, you can just, just if, if your main listing or your main money maker goes out of stock, then you'll probably have a problem. Okay, uh, and then for Legendary Studio, um, we talked about the Amazon fee structures uh, at the beginning of this episode, I think pretty in yeah. depth for about a good 25 minutes. So if you can just um, check that out, um, a lot of and great- we'll repurpose, we'll, we'll, we'll go through that in detail in how to repurpose and put it on social. Yeah, okay, and this one's for many. Uh, how many variations should a listing have before people get confused? In my opinion, it's five, but maybe you two have another opinion. Thank you again. I've experimented that with soap. So I've had, uh, I had a lot of soap. I, I think I had 30 or uh, tons, tons, put it that way. And then what I did is I broke it up into scents. So uh, into um, uh, different categories. So I had floral scents, men's scents, tropical scents, uh, and broke it up. And then, then there was only, you know, seven to 10, maybe even less, depending on what the scents were. But um, yeah, that worked uh, because if people are looking for soap and they're looking for a specific type of soap, uh, then they could go over there and they have their selection. But uh, yeah, it's, com it's completely up to you. You can experiment. Sometimes too, where it gets confusing is when you put the two different, um, like if you have two, a quantity and a scent or a, quant, um, a quantity and sizing. Some people try to um, put too much information with a lot of different scents and a lot of different um, sizes, let's say. Uh, that could be really confusing. But uh, just experiment with it. All right, so uh, we got another one from Spencer. Uh, I got banned from Facebook Marketplace for some reason. I posted my product and I got banned. Do you have any experience with this? Uh, all I know is that uh, I know uh, Wilfred Lightheart and I had a company and Facebook decided to ban us for being fake and everything was real. And we still haven't got the account back and that was three years ago, four years ago. Yeah, I know Facebook is just one of those platforms where it's it is a pain uh, whenever there's issues. So, um, other than like contacting support, that's probably the best way around yeah. it, unless someone else can provide some, um, additional information. But that's that's all we got. And then uh, 
Uh, I'm not going to be touching on the newsletter uh, questions here, but uh, this one is from Fiz uh, Fizul. Uh, what if I got patent infringement claims? Uh, we already have uh, a patent pending. So patent pending is um, nothing. So it's just a patent pay. It just means that you filed. Um, you don't have that patent. patent. And if you have a patent infringement claim, you want to check it out. Now, a lot of those claims are just false. And um, one of the suggestions I, I would have is just going back to our, our read that's going to happen in a second, but um, making sure that you have a lawyer like Paul Raffleson and his law firm or his, uh, his service called Seller Basics, you pay $99 and they'll go up to bat for you figure out whether this is bogus or not. So um, I can't really, without knowing a lot more about it, I can't really help you. But um, a lot of sellers this time of year uh, will go and file these false claims to kick you off during the holidays and then get you back on. Um, so it, it also depends if you have some money, uh, if they're doing a false claim like that, you can go after them. So I'm not a lawyer, but uh, that's just my opinion. All right, so I think that's that's all the the Amazon questions here. Um, oh, I get to talk about Paul now. For uh, what? Seller basics. Oh yes, yes, yeah. It's your time yes. to your time to shine. All right, my time to shine. Let's see. Okay, let's see what we have to say today. Uh, great. You put it in. Thank you, Kelsey. All right, so let's talk about seller basics. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced with account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon account guardian. With just $99 per month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultations from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. No long-term contracts, cancel with just a month's notice, View Seller Basics as your account health. Uh, your, as, let's try this again. Back it up. View account, uh, Seller Basics as your Amazon account health plan. Check out Seller Basics at sellerbasics.com. Now, note this is a disclaimer Seller Basics is not an insurer law firm. Consultations come from independent firms. Results may vary and membership needed before events leading to claims. And lastly, terms apply. Okay, and every podcast we're having, these issues are coming up where this $99 membership uh, is helping out people. As But you have to have that membership. And I want to stress that you have to have that beforehand. If not, you're paying regular fees, which you know is quite expensive. Okay, so Kels, let's get back to this. All right, it's uh, time for the Wheel of Kelsey. I do want to mention, um, we talked about it just a little bit, but Kevin is offering uh, his uh, 397 training from the for the newsletters too. So this is gonna be for one person as well, and then you get your choice of the press release, blog article, um, or a UGC video or discount video from me. So um, it's a great prize today. Uh, I don't think Kevin uh, normally gives these out. So this is for the webinar. So check it out. I also posted the link over um, in the WhatsApp group. So you can sign up for 
Kevin's uh, webinar there. And uh, it's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. Let's go. It's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. All right. So here we go. We got lots of entries today. Shuffle these up. And let's see who today's winner is. Please email me, kate at lunchwithnorm.com if you are who is the it? winner. Looks like it's rad. Rad, congrats. You got a great prize today. And you know what? The newsletter training. So for you, I would definitely get on there. Um, one of the biggest newsletter niches right now is preppers and your product and your solar product would fit in perfectly. So um, check out that training tomorrow. Uh, I know it's, I, I've talked to uh, Kevin last night about some of the stuff he's gonna be talking about and it's fantastic. So that's it for today's episode. Kelsey, anything else to say? Kelsey, uh, don't let me hanging. Don't leave me hanging. Uh, no, I think we uh, covered everything. So Rad, just email me. Um, k at lunchwithnorm.com and let me know which of the three you'd like. So the press release, blog article, or the video. And then we'll uh, connect you with Kevin too for your prize. So um, I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. Make sure you sign up for okay. the uh, the WhatsApp group. Uh, I'll drop the link in again. Um, and then also we have- WhatsApp is, is going crazy, by the way. And like I've seen some people on here um, that are, are part of the group. And the conversations are so different than the conversations that we are having in our other communities. Um, I'm loving it. I, uh, I love to see the, uh, the engagement, everybody who's participating. Uh, it's fantastic. So keep it up, guys. And if you are interested in our newsletter, that's another thing. Uh, this week's newsletter was, I think, the best newsletter we've ever put out. I like it. Uh, and if you have any comments on you know, what you think of it or what you like to see in it, just let us know. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm just kind of curious how many people found Norm, found the beard guy. Uh, if you saw the newsletter, you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was tricky. Uh, it I, really, was. Uh, I couldn't find it. It took, it, took me, it took me a couple of minutes to go through and, and find uh, the beard guy. <laughs> Yeah, so we have like a little Where's Waldo thing uh, in our newsletter. So um, we're going to be sending it out. Um, our first official Beehive newsletter, which is the the platform that Kevin recommends um, for the newsletters too. So that's going to be happening on Monday. Um, so super excited about it. I think uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and hopefully we'll get your reactions on what you think. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, let us know in our Facebook group or the WhatsApp group. Um, We've got a great community over there, and uh, it's been fun hanging out with everyone. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. It's always fun having Kevin on uh, on the podcast. So join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. And like I always say, we have a great community. If you want to be part of it, you can go over to our Facebook group or over to our new WhatsApp uh, group which is on fire right now. We're loving it. Uh, we're getting new members every day. Okay. 
until I won't be around on Friday. There's going to be a pre-record, but I think you're going to love this uh, pre-record that we we uh, we did. We I think we recorded it about two weeks ago. Anyways, uh, I think you're going to love it. So tune in on Friday, and I will see you next week. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur.